0: so uh, we are doing chapter 9 uh, this is Srimad bhagavatam canto 7 Prahlad pra- pacifies lord narsimha dev with prayers this is chapter 9 all right now if you recollect in the last chapter we were doing about uh, you know lord narsimha has come and he has torn apart his father hiranyakashyap and he is very angry And he has also gone and killed a lot of his other associates. And the entire universe is very happy. Everybody is praying to him including uh, the uh, Brahmaji. Everybody has given their own prayers. But at the end of the prayers also, Lord Narasimha is not happy with the whole thing. And he is very angry. He is angry because there is so much of disturbance in the system. So let us see what happens after that. The great saint Narad Muni continued, the demigods headed by Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva and other great demigods dared not come forward before the Lord who at that time was extremely angry. The goddess of fortune, Lakshmiji was requested to go before the Lord by all the demigods present who because of fear could not do so. But even she had never seen such a wonderful and an extraordinary form of the Lord and thus she could not approach him. So at that point in time Lord Narasimha is extremely angry and because of his anger what has happened? Nobody is able to approach him. This is what normally happens to people I mean even in our normal life you know if somebody is very very angry and disturbed it is impossible for us to go and pacify the person. It's difficult. Now think about the Divine Lord is there and he has got that ferocious form first and foremost looking at the form only and everybody is going to get scared and on top of it how do you go and pacify him so all the gods they tell Lakshmiji they say you know please can you go now naturally she is the wife of Vishnu so she even she will not be able to do that Thereafter, Lord Brahma requested Prallad Maharaj who was standing very near him My dear son, Lord Narasimha is extremely angry at your demonic father. Please go forward and appease the Lord. Narad Muni continued. O king, although the exalted devotee, Prahlad, was only a little boy, he accepted Lord Brahma's words. He gradually proceeded towards Lord Narasimha and fell down to offer his respectful obeisance with folded hands. So what does the little boy do? is a very tiny tot, he is not a very grown-up person But still, Prallad, who is the devotee of the Divine Lord Remember, he is the one who has been taught even before he was born And he has come with the divine knowledge So he is born realized Born realized people have very great affinity towards the Lord And the Lord is always very conducive towards these kind of devotees When Lord Dev saw the little boy small boy Prahlad Maharaj prostrated at at the soles of his lotus feet. He became most ecstatic in affection towards his devotee. Raising Prahlad, the Lord placed his lotus hand upon the boy's head because his hand is always ready to create fearlessness in all his devotees. That is basically if you re- recollect in most of the cases there is a hand which is always raised like this. You know if you go to any temple you will find This particular hand is always raised high. That is abhayadan. Abhayadan. Basically, it means abhay means without fear, fearlessness. So, raising the hand like this, the right hand, he then touches the head of the boy. That is giving him fearlessness. You need not be afraid of me like that. By the touch of Lord Narasimha Dev's hand on Pralhad Maharaj's head. Prahlad was completely freed from all material contaminations and desires and as if he had been thoroughly cleansed. Therefore he at once became transcendentally situated and all the symptoms of ecstasy became manifest on his body. His heart filled with love and his eyes with tears and thus he was able to completely capture the lotus feet of the Lord within the core of his heart. What happens is the moment the hand touches the head at that point in time a change comes over the person. It's a unique change that happens in the person. Especially when the Divine Lord, Krishna himself, you know, in the form of narsimha when he touches the head, what happens is a unique thing. It brings all those faculties back into you. In the sense, you know, all the things which relate towards the highest transcendental bliss will be seen. That means the person starts to cry. Horipalations on his body. Hair stands at end. You know, he is short of breath. His heart is pounding. All these kind of things. You know, these are the things which happen. Especially when the Divine Lord is touching him. And then what happens? The entire Divine being, at the core of the heart, the core of the being, the core of the being, core of the heart doesn't mean the heart, not the heart-heart, physical heart, but the core of the heart, the anahata, At that particular point in place. The evolution happens. Everything gets evolved as if something is come up from there. That is called the core of the heart and this kind of thing happens. Prahlad Maharaj fixed his mind and sight upon the Lord Narsimhadev with full attention in a complete trance. With a fixed mind he began to offer prayers in love with a faltering voice. Now Prahlad is going to sing some very nice hymns to him. Prahlad Maharaj prayed. How is it possible for me, who has been born in a family of Asuras, to offer suitable prayers, to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead? Even until now, all the demigods headed by Lord Brahma and all the saintly persons could not satisfy the Lord by streams of excellent words. Although such persons are very qualified, being in the mode of goodness, then what is it said to me that I am am not at all qualified? see this is a unique sentence which tells that what has happened over here the divine lord has been pacified by Prahlad and secondly he has got the spiritual veil inside his body inside his being whereas all the other demigods which are there in front of him right from Brahmaji who is his own son by the way down to his own wife Lakshmi everybody is there and yet they are not able to do what he is able to do so he says how is it that I deserve this kind of a thing and why is it that I deserve this kind of a thing so let us see Prahlad Maharaj continued one may possess wealth an aristocratic family beauty, austerity education, sensory experience expertise lustre influence physical strength diligence, intelligence and mystic yogic powers but I think that even all these qualifications one cannot satisfy the supreme personality of Godhead. However one can satisfy the Lord simply by devotional service Gajendra did this and thus the Lord was satisfied with him. See everything that he mentioned over here you can try your level best using any of these faculties. What did he say? You may come from an aristocratic family. You may have beauty. You may have austerity. Education. Sensory expertise. Lustre. Lustre is that glow on the body. Influence. You remember the story of influence? Namdev and his influence. Huh? So, <laughs> Namdev was directly talking to the Lord. But no spiritual knowledge, only common knowledge. So that is what it is. Physical strength, diligence, intelligence, and mystic yogic powers. In this word, one word is there physical strength. Who has the maximum physical strength? Adishesh. Now Adishesh in the form of Balram. The Balram was staying with Krishna and half-brother of his. And yet, no, no supremacy as far as you know, this brother is concerned. There is nothing which has happened to Balram. Balram himself was not aware of his own position with the Divine Lord. There was absolutely no way. No way. It's only once or twice in the entire Bhagavatam that you will come to know that Balram comes to know who he is. Otherwise, there is no idea. Okay? One is Bakasura's story. when know Bakasur? That Rakshasa who was eating everything and one sacrifice was required. <laughs> so <laughs> at that time he knows I am Adishesh. And the second time is when Hanumanji comes in front of him. And that time Sri Krishna tells him, you come in your original form now as Lakshmana. But the rest of the time, He is always totally intoxicated fully in the 12th heaven or 10th heaven or whatever you want to call him fully tied. He is not even interested in war. Even Mahabharata is happening, he is saying I don't want to take side," and he goes away. So you will find that even his half, half of his body doesn't understand and doesn't know. Same goes for Radha as well. Radha herself doesn't know who he is. There's a beautiful story about Radha, you know, uh, this is off the track but I'll just tell you the story. One day, Radha is there and uh, she is told by Maya, that is Yashoda, say, please take, uh, you know, um, uh, father and son have gone into that flower garden over there and it is about to rain. And uh, can you please bring little Krishna to me? Okay. So she goes running to that garden. And it is about to rain. So she carries the Krishna like this and covers up with a shawl. You know she is carrying that chundri or whatever. She is covering up with the shawl. At that point in time, something very strange happens. (laughs) Krishna tries to nuzzle her. remember he is a small baby. (laughs) And she gets very irritated and she wonders, what is this nonsense, he is a small baby and what is he trying to do? Okay, at that point in time, the real Krishna stands in front of her and there is a marriage that happens after that. That's a long story, so I'll just tell you, after the whole scene is over, okay, Brahmaji had come, he, he performs a ceremony and he goes away. And suddenly what happens is now Radha remembers her own story in the, in the heavens, okay? She knows uh, the whole story is Goloka and then she know, recognizes Krishna, she has done uh, you know sattviri around him only. After that, again the child is in her hands and she has completely forgotten what has happened. And the child is again nuzzling her and she just wants to go and throw the child back at Yashoda. I say please take your baby This fellow is doing all nonsense You got the point? So the divine lord doesn't show himself to anybody Absolutely anybody It might be Radha, it might be Balram, it might be anybody So only the highest of the devotees Get to see his divine form Otherwise he is not visible to anybody So however one can satisfy the lord simply by devotional service Gajendra did this. Who is Gajendra? The king of elephants. Gajamukha. Huh? Who is it? You don't know Gajendra. Hmm. The Gajendra is Gajayuthapaya. Unto the king of the elephants. Gajendra. King of elephants is Gajendra. Like Indra means what? Indra means king of the king of the gods Gaja Gaja oh, is elephant planets. elephant's king like that ok we will continue if a brahmana has all the twelve of the brahmanical qualifications that is as they are stated in the book called Sanat Sujata but it is not a devotee and is averse to the lotus feet of the lord he is certainly lower than a devotee who is a dog eater and who has dedicated everything mind, words, activity, wealth and life to the supreme lord Such a devotee is better than a Brahmana because the devotee can purify the whole family. Whereas a so-called Brahmana in a position of false prestige cannot purify even himself. There is a comparison between a devotee on one side and the highest of the Brahmanas. Brahmanas are knowers of Brahma, remember this. Knowers of Brahma are not the devotee of Krishna by the way. They are two different separate uh, things. Brahma. Brahma means the divine unmanifest First, divine unmanifest is Brahma, Hmm? from which comes Purusha and Prakriti. Right? The Purusha and the Prakriti are coming from Brahma. Brahma means the unmanifest. So, those who are the knowers of Brahma are called Brahmanas. Okay? So, they understand the divine things. But, second is what? Second, divine unmanifest is the abode of Sri Krishna. Radha and Krishna and the, all the gopis put together. That is called gb We <laughs> are Great Britain. Huh? Okay. So now, see about this Brahmana. The Brahmana of all the 12 qualities, he has got what are the qualities? They are mentioned in a book which you can definitely read if you want to. See, the person should be a devout person. He should be. Secondly, he should be very uh, pure, clean. All those kind of stuff that is there. He should be knowing the Vedas and the Shastras. Literally, a very, very knowledgeable person. Such type of a person, on one side, is not a devotee, and is averse to the Lord, lotus feet of the Lord. Do you know how difficult it is to bow down to the feet of the Lord? It's next to impossible because first and foremost, you don't know who they are, who he is and on the other side, first, how do you know who is the Lord on one side, okay? And on the other side, you don't even know whether you are supposed to bow down to him or no, because he looks like a normal person. Being a normal person, nobody understands. Here, Narsimha Dev is there, again, Virosh is looking so what happens so what happens to this brahmana he is still lower than the devotee who is a, then what happens to him he is like a dog eater dog eater means a, not korean over here dog eater doesn't mean korean dog eater means somebody who is from the lowest okay and who is dedicated everything mind words activity wealth and life to the Supreme Lord. Such a devotee is better than the Brahmana because the devotee can purify the whole family. How does the devotee live? He has put everything at the feet of the Lord. What are the things? The minds, the words, the activity, the wealth and his life. Everything is at the feet of the Lord. There is a very beautiful story where um uh, raj will be able to tell you you know this is a story of samartha ramdas Uh, samartha ramdas has a very great devotee a a woman a very nice lady so one day samartha ramdas goes to her house so he goes to her house and when he goes to her house you know what he does Akkabai is saying, oh my great, you know, guru has come, I I bow down to you and all that. So the guru deliberately says, okay, you want to be my devotee? Okay, then I am telling you to do something. Go and sell off your whole house. Now this woman is a rich woman. What does this lady do? Instantly what she does, she brings all the, you know, costly things and she calls all the brahmanas in the village and distributes the whole house down to everybody and then she just dons very simple garments and she tells her guru I am coming with you and from that day onwards Samartha Ramdas has his devotee called Akkabai with him constantly she became a very great saint much later after Samartha Ramdas passed away anyway coming back to this so. So all these offerings that are there, mind, words, activities, wealth and life are all offered at the feet of the Lord. This kind of a devotee is what the Lord is looking at. The Supreme Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is already fully satisfied in himself. Therefore, when something is offered to him, the offering by the Lord's mercy is for the benefit of the devotee. For the Lord does not need service to anyone, from anyone. To give an example, if one's face is decorated, the reflection of one's face in a mirror is also seen to be decorated. You understand this? See it is like this, I am sure you will understand, when you go to church or when you go to temple or you go to holy places, suppose you have taken some offering, you think God is taking anything from you? No. He is not taking even one little bit from you. The essence, he just looks at what is it that you are giving him. Basically, what you are giving him is actually given back to you. So it is like a reflection; it comes back to you all, but purified a thousand times. So that that is that is a naivedya, and it comes in the form of a prasada. Understand this? So here also is has bowed down to the feet of this divine lord the bowing down is becoming humble offering your words body mind everything you know at the feet of the divine lord that is the way of reverence so therefore although I was born in a demonic family I may without a doubt offer prayer to the lord with full endeavour and as far as my intelligence allows anyone who has been forced by ignorance To enter the material world may be purified of material life. If he offers prayer to the Lord and hears the Lord's glories. You may be the worst person on earth. You know how the worst person on earth could be? Like a dome. Dome means somebody who is there in the graveyard. Graveyard, you know? One of the stories, Arish Chandra, what was he? He was working in the graveyard. And he used to pile up those logs and he used to charge them money. He used to say, okay, you have to pay so much. If you don't have the money to pay, I'm sorry, I cannot take you in. He was very diligent in his work, remember this. We are all here in this material world, to do our work. And our work is to be done with 100% diligence. And this is how we are always supposed to live. So here what happens is, by chance, by ignorance, by means of some problems that have happened in our past. pralad got birth in this demonic family. So he says because of this and now that I have offered this to the Divine Lord and the Divine Lord has blessed me, he is purified instantly like that. Oh my Lord, all the demigods headed by Lord Brahma are sincere servants of your Lordship who are situated in the transcendental position. Therefore, they are not like us. That is, us means pralladhaniranyakasam. Your appearance in this fearsome form is your pastime for your own pleasure. Such an incarnation is always meant for the protection and the improvement of the universe. All avatars come for the benefit of mankind. Because there are certain changes to be done. You know, for bringing the dharma back into the picture. That is the reason why the Divine Lord comes. One reason. Second reason is to teach. These are the only two reasons why he will ever take birth in this universe. There is no other third reason. They are all called pastimes by the way. Pastimes means, Unki lila chal rahi hai. Lila. Lord Narasimha, please therefore seize your anger now that my father the great demon Hiranyakashev has been killed. Since even saintly persons take pleasure in the killing of the scorpion, or a snake. All the worlds have achieved great satisfaction because of the death of the demon. Now they are confident of their happiness and they will always remember your auspicious incarnation in order to be free from fear. My Lord, who are never conquered by anyone, I am certainly not afraid of your ferocious mouth and tongue, your eyes bright like the sun or your frowning eyebrows. I do not fear your sharp pinching teeth. Your garland of intestines, your mane soaked in blood, or your high wedge-like ears. Nor do I fear your tumultuous roaring, which makes elephants flee to distant places. Or your nails, which are meant to kill your enemies. So Prahlad, who is such a tiny tot, he is saying to the Divine Lord, Why should I be fear? You are at the end of the day, you are God, God Almighty. So I need not be fearful of you. See, what happens is, we fear somebody if we have done something wrong. The devotee doesn't do anything wrong. So he can talk to the Divine Lord like a child, the way he talks to the mother. Have you seen small babies? Yeah. Oh, oh. They, they keep on talking anything. And you will wonder why this fellow doesn't have any discipline or what? <laughs> Many child, tiny, small children, no? They will pinch mama's, mama's ear and pull his ear and do something or the other as if they are not scared of anybody unless and until mama likes to give too tidy top all, all. <laughs> then only they will be afraid otherwise they are not afraid so it's like that this child is not afraid of the divine lord because he is in love with him not because he is afraid, he should not be afraid Oh, most powerful insurmountable lord who are kind to the fallen souls I have been put into the association of demons as a result of my activities and therefore I was very much afraid of the condition of life within this material world when will will that moment come when you will call me to the shelter of your lotus feet which are the ultimate goal for liberation from conditional life remember he is the one who is an exalted soul exalted means he is a realized being he is born realized he is called Nitya Siddha. Nitya Siddha means born realized. He has already got his realization in the womb only. He's, when he has come out, he was already a realized person. and That is why he was training all those other children. No? So here what happens is, he is able to say these words to the Divine Lord. He asks, he says very very cleverly. He says, He says, you know this particular birth which you have given me, all these things that have happened to me, all this has happened because why? It's a result of the activities from my past. Anything that happens to any human being, which is supposed to be very disruptive in our this life, in this life of ours, it is all because of the past karmas. Please understand this. We need not be afraid of what is happening to us. And take this from me. Don't be afraid of what is happening. You may have fallen down to the, you know, the lowest of the ditch in your world. Don't worry about it. Why are you worried? When the Divine Lord himself is granting this Abhaydaan, you know, the blessing, to come out of it, why need a person be afraid that they are going to fall down or something is going to go wrong in their world? So Narasimha, who is in the form of this, you know, ferocious being, has given the blessing to the small one. the small one is asking Prahlad Maharaj is asking him he says can you please take me in the shelter of your lotus feet which is the ultimate goal of liberation and I want to get out of this conditional life conditional life is because this particular life where he had to go through so much of problems if you recollect you know Prahlad Maharaj's life was full of misery. So many miserable conditions. He, had, he was literally burnt at the stake as well. If you recollect, you know, his father's, I mean, his Atya as we call it, Atya, no? She, she was given this wish where nobody could burn her. Her name was Holika. So she sits with Prahlad on, the, on her lap and then they burn she who has been given this particular thing of not getting touched by the fire is burnt to death and nothing happens to Prahlad so such kind of extreme circumstances there is an elephant which is sent on Prahlad Maharaj he is dropped from top of the mountain so many things are done to him yet nothing happens to him so he is under the care of the divine lord Oh great one O Supreme Lord, because of the combination with pleasing and displeasing circumstances and because of separation from them, one is placed in the most regrettable position within heavenly or hellish planets, as if burning in the fire of lamentation. Although there are many remedies by which to get out of the miserable life, any such remedies in the material world are more miserable than the miseries themselves. Therefore. I think that the only remedy is to engage in your service so kindly instruct me in such service he is a very smart kid very smart he understands one thing what does he understand? he understands that in this material world suppose if I want to get out of some problems what are the problems? These problems are basically associated with Let us say I have killed somebody or I have done something wrong Now killing somebody there is a story which is a story of Valmiki Valmiki was told by his Guru that is Narada to sit meditating on the Divine Lord's name for thousands of years so he sits in one place, and in that place, an anthill is formed right on top of his entire body. So that means, can you imagine how many years it must have gone? So, the austerities that are associated with getting out of this kind of situation are more dangerous than the danger itself. You understand? The austerities. If you recollect, even Parvati, when she had to appease the Divine Lord, she was standing on one feet for 10,000 years. I know these are these are um, um, mythical stories or mythological stories, but please understand, there is a meaning in all these. So She also had to do tapascharya Of 10,000 years standing on one feet and praying to Shiva So Prahlad Maharaj is saying to Narasimha See these kind of activities are more deadly than what I, have, I could have actually done in my life Alright So he says please can you give me the easy way out The easiest way out is to be the devotee of the lord Whether you take this book or you take the Bible or you take any other holy book, it only talks of becoming a devotee. It's not talking of anything, doing something drastic in this world, okay? Nowhere has anybody been told that they are supposed to do anything drastic. No standing on your head for for many years. No doing langadi, okay, nothing. (laughs) No putting flowers, no, no banging coconuts or anything like that. Only become the devotee is all that is needed. So he says, kindly instruct me in this service. A very smart way. O oh Lord Narasimha De, by engaging in your transcendental loving service, in the association of a devotee who is liberated, that is souls. Who, who are these? Paramhamsas. Paramhamsas are gurus who are liberated. Ramakrishna Paramamsa, you know, if, I, if you have to know. Ramana Maharshi, one more person, these are all Paramhamsas. Paramhamsa means what? I have already explained but I will explain again. A hamsa is a swan, you know, it's a a literal explanation I will give you. It's a swan, in his mouth there is a particular kind of an acid which is secreted. And the moment it touches milk, the acid falls into the milk curdles the milk in an instant and only the solid portion remains and the rest is liquid so the Hamsas are able to take out that solid portion and eat it the hamsa can eat the solid and he will throw the water away so it means in the normal in in our spiritual parlance it means this that these are the gurus who are able to segregate the shaft from the wheat. They know the true devotee. So they are able to segregate. They understand the divine from the rest of the world. That is the ignorant people in this world and then the divine. So these paramhamsas are like this kind of special people. So he says, by engaging in the transcendental loving service in association of devotee who is liberated soul. I shall become completely uncontaminated by the association of the three modes of material nature and be able to chant the glories of your lordship who is so dear to me. I shall chant your glories following exactly in the footsteps of Lord Brahma and his disciplic successions. In this way, I shall undoubtedly be able to cross the ocean of Nesins. Now, he is given Brahmaji and he is, see he is given this Disciplic succession. Who is the disciplic succession? The Char Kumaras. You know, four Kumaras that are there. And the last one is Narada. Narada is the one who has taught him. Prallad. Correct? So, to follow that. Like that. So, he says, Please grant me that. My Lord Narsimadev. O Supreme, because of the bodily conception of life, embodied souls neglected and not cared for by you cannot do anything for their betterment. Whenever, whatever remedies they accept, although perhaps temporarily beneficial, are certainly impermanent. For example, a father and a mother cannot protect their child. <coughs> a physician and medicine cannot relieve a suffering patient. And a boat in the ocean cannot protect a drowning man. A very important line, I will give you an explanation of this. Every human being on this planet earth is confined in this body. Everybody is literally like trapped in the body. Body is full of ignorance. It is composed of all those eight things. What are the eight things? The five panchabhutas, mind, so on and so forth, ego and all that. And it is literally trapping this divine person in us. That is why we always have bodily conceptions. We just think I am body. I am so and so. My name is so and so. We always give our name like that. Isn't it? So that is that is what he is saying. So this is the bodily conception that we are having. So everybody is trapped in it. Embodied souls neglected and not cared for by you. Means what? Those who have not been able to overcome their body, mind, knowledge, everything that is there within a person. These are embodied or trapped beings. They have never been able to get out of this state of theirs. And the Divine Lord, He is also not with them. Now you will say, why is the Lord not with them? Because the eighth quality, you know, is called ego. The ego is that which doesn't allow the person to say Lord this is you. They say I did it. We always keep on adding this word called I did it. And where you are doing it, how? why are you giving the credit to the Lord? You are not even interested in giving the credit to the Lord. When you are not even inviting the Lord to your own house, you think he will come. You need to invite him, most important is invitation. You know, in, in our world we call him Nimantran. We call him, Avahan, please come. You see when you are doing the puja, don't you say, please Lord come to my place, please Ganesha come to my place, stay in my place. Please Lord Krishna come to my place and stay in. This is nothing but a sort of a prayer. In the prayer we are always calling the Lord to come and stay in our place. In the same way, this person who is an egoistic person never wants the Lord to be there, so he always says, I did it. He takes credit of his body. At such places where the Lord is not invited, he doesn't go. So he says, They are not cared for, you cannot do anything for their betterment. Such type of people have absolutely no knowledge about you in the first place because they are never able to overcome the I-me-myself because they cannot overcome the I-me-myself they are in no position to overcome that and they cannot bring the Lord in their own places that is one whatever remedies that they accept although perhaps temporarily beneficial are certainly impermanent means what? very strange thing happens you know these people they go to this tantric, mantric, and all these fellows. They go to all the priests and they ask for remedy. What remedy they will ask? Oh, you know, there is this cope. Cope means anger. Some god is angry with me. Something has happened. This dosha is there. That dosha. I am sure you have heard of all these doshas and thoshas and all that. Okay? Idlis and what are samars? <laughs> sorry that was a joke stupid joke but you know the dosas which are there can you please tell me what am I supposed to do so that I can eliminate it what nonsense are you talking nobody in this world can eliminate the doshas and all that sir don't bother about it but still the person feels you know that they have to go to these magic people they have to go to these tantrics and mantrics and they are supposed to go to all these panditjis in the temples and all these places and they are supposed to people Go to people who will give them Tavij and name changes Put double A's in your name Put triple E's in your name You think by triple E's and double A's God doesn't understand your language He understands only Sanskrit Think what is going to happen You put double A or triple E What difference is it going to make Yam Dev is anyway going to come Even after your triple A by the way <laughs> You think he is going to carry a rooster with him And say Acha tumhara naam kya hai Bola Anita, triple A-N-I-T-A Oh, 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 your name is not there in this voters list, okay, 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 you are not the one. Aisa todi polega, oh, yam barabar pakdega, Achha, double A e laga ke, tumko kya lagta, hai? Ullu bana rahe kya, chalo tumku paila leke jayenge am. Doesn't work like that, you can put as many A's and E's and P's and whatever, nothing is going to go wrong, okay, nothing is going to happen for that matter. It is only temporary benefits that you're going to get, see over here he says, Although perhaps do temporarily beneficial. Little change happens. You know, there are certain people in my group, in our, our great group of ours. They have a cough and a cold. They will go and approach some person. <laughs> I've got a cough and cold. What to do? Okay. I will do some magic. The magic is done, 10 days later another cough and cold will come. Oh, again you have to do magic, then again 15 days later another thing problem will come. So you think that goes away, is it? Nothing goes away. It's written. These are temporary things. Don't go and waste your time, money, energy in all these nonsensical stuff. Don't go to some god somewhere, some tantric, mantric and all these bullshitters in this world. Don't go waste your time. It's no, it's no good. Stop doing this. So whatever remedies that these people accept, although temporarily beneficial, are certainly impermanent. Impermanent means what? They are all come, going to come back to you, sir. Suppose you think that you have overcome a particular problem, let us say you have an asthma and you have gone to some person and that person has given you some magic remedy and the asthma is gone. You think it is gone, is it? Boss, it is going to double its quantity and come back, you know, because the, the God who controls the asthma, He says, Mera half-time mein hai na, jyada time lagaya tumne. You know, half-time, no? Ula, lunch time mein, hai, half-time mein, tum kya kia? So what are you going to do about it? These problems will be doubled in its quantity, sir, when they come back to you, and then you are not able to cope up with it. So don't get into all these things. He says, They are certainly impermanent. For example, a father and a mother cannot protect their child. A father and a mother, how much can they protect their child? You know, in India, uh, I'll tell you something very strange. In India, we have this tendency, you know, have you seen the kids? Have you seen the kids? And the roads and all that, they are running all over the place and they are least bothered. They... They are like hattakatta children. Okay, their noses are run, their nose, both nose, you know, they are running all the time. And mummy will just come and do like this to you. But do that in America and see. You will have to go to the doctor, fill out big forms, meet the doctor and, oh my God, it's like a lengthy process. You can't have this, you can't do this, you can't do that, this is not possible, that is not possible. And there are too many do's and don'ts. So like that, you know. But even in such circumstances, the mother and father also can't do anything for the child. They can maximum is take care of him. A physician and a medicine cannot relieve a suffering patient. You should know this. A physician or a Doctor can only take care of this much. The rest of it he can't take care of you. Plus a boat in the ocean cannot protect a drowning man. If the person is supposed to drown, he is anyway going to drown. My dear Lord, everyone in this material world is under the modes of material nature. Being influenced by goodness, passion and ignorance. Everyone from the greatest personality, Lord Brahma down to the small ant. Works under the influence of these modes. Therefore, everyone in the material world is influenced by your energy The cause for which they work, the place where they work, the time where they work, the matter due to which they work The goal of life they have considered final and the process of obtaining these goals are nothing but manifestation of your energy Indeed, since the energy and energetics are identical, all of them are your manifestations only But your manifestation of you alone So what does he say? Everything that happens to a person. See, even to us. We, like you take up a job. You know, you are going to go to work. After that, come back from work. And work at home. You do this, and do that, and so many things you are doing. Everything is the manifestation of the energy. Energy means that chakti. Or the spirit in us. The spirit in us is actually making us do all these things. You got the point? So it is the spirit in us that is making us do and it is nothing but the energy of the Divine Lord. It is called the energies or what we call as the potency of the Divine Lord, potency. Alright, so this child is explaining that everything is the Divine potency. O Lord, O Supreme Eternal, by expanding your plenary portion, you have created the subtle bodies of the living entities through the agency of your external energy, which is agitated by time. Thus the mind entraps the living entities in li- unlimited varieties of desires to be fulfilled by the Vedic directions of karma Khan. that is fruitive activities and the sixteen elements Who can get free from this entanglement unless he takes the shelter of your lotus feet? Every human being is under the control of maya Okay? Three modes of material nature What are the three modes of material nature? sattva rajas and tamas even the thing that you are doing good doing thing. I am doing good I am doing helping people I am doing this, I am doing that I am sorry all these things are of no value the Divine Lord is not looking at you and saying oh my god you are doing such a nice thing Okay, you are required in my heaven very very important person he is not interested he is not even going to tell you you are good that is why I am, you are wanted in my place. No it is still under the material nature. Everything is controlled by the divine maya only. So when you do good you think no end of yourself. No. Sattva, Rajas and Tamas all are under the modes of prakriti. Nothing is going to change. So don't even try. And these are plenary portions, small portions of the Divine Lord. And the man is driven by nature. His own nature. His tendencies and the karma. Remember these two. It's your tendency. You see, some people have the tendency of sleeping. They might have been a sloth bear in their last life. Sloth bear sleeps half six months, isn't it? So some people have the ten- tendency of sleeping like that, six months. So, even in this life as human beings, they may be sleeping. So, you are driven by your tendencies and the karma. What is the karma? Karma is prarabdha the karma, the one which you have come with, to spend in this life. So, you are always under these things. And there is no way you can get out of it. So, he says, you have come in this material world with the Vedic injunctions. Vedic injunctions. You are under the divine law of Vedas. Veda is that divine law, I told you, no? It is that which is imprinted in this world. That means a particular thing is going to happen in a particular way only. Right? So, tomorrow if the parrot starts to bark, you have a problem. Isn't it? <laughs> the parrot is supposed to only do what he is supposed to do, so he cannot do something else. So he is being specified that portion only, so like that. So he, every person comes under the Karma Kant, that is the fruitive energy and the sixteen elements. Sixteen elements, we have already done eight, there are others, you know, they are all our, everything, all the put together. Everything put together, <laughs> it becomes, sometimes it is sixteen, sometimes it is twenty-eight, sometimes it is twenty-four, sometimes it is five only. Don't bother about it. It's not important. The number is not important. Unless and until what? Somebody who won that 500 million dollars. For him number is important. You know that person from that small country. Ah, Central America won 500 million. More than that. <laughs> Lucky. You'll say. <see>, no? country's budget GDP. <laughs> Single shot me. So, what is it that you can make a person free? Only when you come under the edges of the Divine Lord's feet, you have to be very much in that. My dear Lord, O Supreme Great, you have created this material world of 16 constituents, but you are transcendental to the material qualities. In other words, these material qualities are under your full control and you are never conquered by them. Therefore, the time element is your representation. My Lord, O Supreme, no one can conquer you. As for me, however, I am being crushed by the wheel of time and therefore I surrender fully unto you. Now kindly take me under the protection of your lotus feet. My dear Lord, people in general want to be elevated to the higher plenary systems for a long duration of life, opulence and enjoyment, but I have seen all of these To the activities of my father. When my father was angry and he laughed sarcastically at the demigods, they were immediately vanquished simply by seeing the movement of his eyebrows. Yet my father, who was so powerful, has now been vanquished by you within a moment. You know, when when people meet the Divine Lord, sometimes they make the folly of asking him for the heavenly planets. We have done one story before this. It is of Dhruva. You know, Dhruvatara, pole star. Dhruvabha is a person who is always ill-treated by his father. Why? Because the second wife, whose child is, uh, is somebody else, the second wife is very angry if they take the first wife's son on his feet. So what he does? He prays to the Divine Lord and asks for a position which can never be shifted. The Divine Lord be, is very compassionate. He says, okay, if this is what you want, I will give you. So, after the death of that particular being, he is named the, as the pole star or Dhruva. Dhruvatara. So, some people ask for this kind of positions. It is called Adhalapada. adhal means... Something which cannot be shaken, something which cannot be moved. So you will find that the pole star is always fixed in one place. Okay, so like that. Some people ask for that, and some people ask for opulence. Give me money, give me riches, give me this, give me that. And some people ask for enjoyment. I want to enjoy my this, I want to do this. But you, Divine Lord, my father who was a great man, by the way, he was capable of even defeating all the gods. He just lifted his eyebrow and everybody was afraid. Yeah. So, he says, but you have vanquished him. You are the one who defeated such, this person. My dear Lord, now I have complete experience concerning the worldly opulence, mystic power, longevity and other material pleasures enjoyed by all living entities. From Lord Brahma down to the ant. At powerful time, you destroy them all. Therefore, because of my experience, I do not wish to possess them. My dear Lord, I request you to place me in touch with your pure devotee and let me serve him as a sincere servant. This is exactly what every human being who is a devotee of the Lord should ask for. Not opulence, not money, nothing, no position and all. Never ask for these kind of things because they will all go away. Even in the previous lines we did, no? Somebody who grants you something, it will go away. One day everything is going to disappear. He says, no, I don't want any of these things. Can you please make me your highest of the devotee? And what, what will I request you to do? I request you to place me in touch with your pure devotee and let me serve him as a sincere servant is asking to be put under a devotee. A devotee is the highest one connected with the divine lord. So the divine lord has his devotees which are basically in this world called the gurus. They are the ones who can take you towards him. So he says can you please grant me this particular thing. I think we shall end over here and we will do from 25 onwards tomorrow, okay?